Oh, hello again, you. This is Corey, and this is the Other Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 230 of the Other Anthem Podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 Freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, the best way to listen to us, if you're listening to us in podcast form, believe it or not, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. Uh, it gives you the links to all the different places that we are available on podcatchers. And of course, uh, if you want to watch this live, you can do that at Facebook, Periscope, uh, YouTube, and Twitch. Add O the Anthem on all those sources. Comment wherever you are on the stream and we'll get it. Uh, or you can join us in the Discord and that will pop up right here. Anywhere, ooh, wait, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere that you make a comment, you'll see it right there. Uh, so we can pull that up and discuss your comments live. Although keep in mind, there is a little bit of a delay. Especially today. Especially <laughs> today. So make sure that you kind of let us know what it is that you're talking about, not just commenting on it yeah i mean if, if you comment i agree with Corey. i mean i appreciate it but i don't know exactly yeah. to what point and uh so just keep in mind that actually i realized that the uh, discord invite was expiring every single episode so now we have a permanent discord invite okay so you can click on that link and join the discord for all time and you'll always be able to access the show there excellent yeah so up top Ooh, uh, to you first here we go go ahead sorry uh, up front, uh, we just wanted to send a belated happy birthday to friend of the show, Jim. He's been on a couple times. Yes. Uh, you mentioned to me last night as uh, we were, as I was driving you home, uh, that it was Jim's birthday. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, today got away from me, too. But uh, I don't know if you birthday, understand this, Jim. Corey, but uh, dates mean nothing now. So <laughs> uh, lucky for you, your birthday happened um, early right quarantine. Early in the quarantine. It was or, a month in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that my sister slash Rachel's birthday is coming up at some point and it will likely pass by without me taking any notice. So apologies, Jim. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to remember my sister's birthday either. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember it on August 19th or something. Yes, like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as I tend to do every year that we remember Jim's birthday, I want to remind everyone that they should check out the video that's going to be down in the show notes Meeting an old friend. It is a... Or right up here. We'll do it a... Oh, uh, do a card? Yeah. Uh, it'll be up in this corner here. And uh, it is a fantastic piece of cinema. Everyone should watch it. Uh, it stars these two gentlemen on the show here. When we were fucking like 18 or something like that. So. And what I'd like you to do, <laughs> I, not that I'm going to advise you to go away from the video version of the podcast, but pause it. And then go watch that and look at those two faces and then come back and look at these two faces. It was before I could grow facial hair. Thank, <laughs> thank everyone for the fact that in the in the 20 years that have come since then, I've been able to grow a little bit of facial hair. So. Yes. Yes. We're all thankful for that. Uh, anyway, uh, and another birthday shout out. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so happy birthday, Jim. And, you know, we appreciate your viewership and your friendship. Yes. Forever. Uh, and another fan of the show, friend of the show. Barack Obama's birthday is tomorrow, <laughs> so we do want to say happy birthday, Barack. He was really upset last year when we didn't when we didn't give him a birthday message. It, you know, I, and it just <laughs> fell in the middle of the week, and we really have a problem with the in between episode right, birthdays. Right, right, right. If it's a weekend or the day before, we're good. Day after, we're good. It says middle of the week birthday. I mean, the only birthday. reason why I'd say happy birthday to Barack Obama at all is because it probably annoys Trump <laughs> to yes, a great deal. Yes, so. I mean, uh, and uh, I, I would really love for Barack Obama to give, you know, the third candidate for president a shout out. Uh, like, <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, Rob. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think I'm Joe. voting for Joe, but uh, <laughs> this uh, this Rob Cheek guy, he's got some ideas. 
<laughs> Listen, uh, publicly, I'm voting for Joe. <laughs> Whatever happens when I go inside and pull that curtain <laughs> shut, that's for me. The sanctity of my voting envelope is mine and mine alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about voting, guys. Don't worry. But before we get to that, I think that for two consecutive weeks now, oh, it's a glorious return. We have some sports ball. <laughs> And sports ball do we have? Yes, yes, indeed. So let, let's start with this. Uh, Joe Kelly of the Los Angeles Dodgers was suspended, or I think he's appealing right now. I haven't heard. Yeah, the, he did. He, he appealed immediately, yeah. and because the season's so short, uh, he may not have to serve it. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. It may be next season. Eventually, the baseball appeals board will meet at some point, and at they'll figure point, it out. They'll yeah. figure it out. It's fine. Uh, but yes, he uh, he got suspended for throwing at uh, Alex Bregman and then throwing at Al- uh, Carlos Correa right after that. And uh, uh, I, I, this is one of those times where I feel like... Well, wait, why would we so recognize those names, Corey? Uh, oh, well, because they're members of the cheating Astros who oh, stole the World Series from uh, the Dodgers. Okay. I, I assumed everyone was up onto the backstory here. But um, <laughs> just it, it, it's so clear to me, it, much like I've said for the entirety of this podcast, that Gary Bettman has an active hatred of his fan base. I feel like uh, Rob Manfred, in a similar regard is doing the exact same thing. Like, it's clear that he is not a baseball fan. He's more of a... He's like a hired secretary or something like that that's handling Major League Baseball, but he doesn't care about the sport that he that he governs over at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he called the World Series trophy a, a piece of metal, like, just... You know, oh, the thing that all 30 of these teams are doing everything they can to win. like Billions of dollars <laughs> being spent to, yeah, exactly. to hold this piece of metal. Right. And, and people crying when their team finally gets it. The Boston Red Sox fans after 86 years and the Cubs fans after, you know, 108 or whatever it was. Like, all these people who, who fucking die and never see their team win. It's just like, oh, this hunk of metal. Like, hey, they could have gone down to their local metal shop and just had it uh, made. Had I, it made. I am of the mind that uh, Rob Manfred should uh, not have suspended Joe Kelly for eight games. Uh, I think they should have uh, uh, put it out as a fine, say we're going to fine you a substantial amount of money, and then Joe Kelly, because it just goes to charity, maybe Joe Kelly could just be like, hey, who wants to pay my fine? And then I'm sure all the Dodger fans would dole out a little bit to go toward the charitable organization that pays for Joe Kelly's fine. The fact that uh, he was suspended at all, I mean, Manfred basically doesn't want People throwing at the Astros all season long, but I don't know how you can avoid that per se because uh, uh, they cheated, and I, <laughs> that's uh, usually doesn't uh, get forgotten about pretty quickly. So essentially, uh, Corey is making two Fred Manfred, Fred, Rob Manfred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who aren't, uh, I miss Fred fans. Manfred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fred Manfred was the longtime uh, color man for the Orioles broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. So color uh, on the radio. Color on the radio. Yeah. You know, Joe um, Angel. He is, oh, Joe Angel, I missed them. Um, but uh, so uh, Corey is making to Rob Menford the face that Joe Kelly here was making to, uh, was it Correa that he was making this face at? Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, I, I do enjoy that uh, uh, there's not really many opportunities that you get to use that face. Yeah. Like if me and you were having an argument on the street. Uh, like I took your parking spot or something like that. And I went like, Ugh. yeah. Then you'd be like, wow, what a really, you know, like low class, like 
just immature person. Like that, yeah. that, that that's such an immature thing to do. When I see Joe Kelly do it, I'm just like, he's a he's a battle tested athlete in the heart of adrenaline, and this is what came to him in the moment. Like, I don't know, it just I, works. I wanted reason. to touch on just the logic of it all. We watched the entire like side yeah. of that that uh, game or his last ending there. Um, yeah, the John Boy breakdown on that is very good. If you if you're looking for a a uh, blow by blow on the action, but he had. No control the entire half none, of that. None. Just basically, uh, um, it was major. It was uh, what's his name for Major League? It was a uh, wild thing. A wild thing for Major yeah. League. Yeah. Well, how did I not remember that? Um, <laughs> but just basically, like just he, a bit outside. He was getting the signal and then coming to and just being like, "All right, I'm just gonna throw it that direction and <laughs> hope for the best." And I, I don't think he got it in the strike zone. Maybe twice of all of the pitches he threw that entire. Well, I mean, the fastball, he certainly did not have at all. Because yeah. when he uh, struck out Altuve or something like that in between, there there was like three straight curveballs. Yeah. It was clear that he just didn't have a feel for his fastball. You know he didn't have a feel for his fastball because he didn't actually hit Bregman or Correa. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he may have been throwing at him if you're trying, unsuccessfully. If you're trying to hit them, usually you, you make some sort of contact, you yeah. know? And I mean, like, really, more than anything, I feel like if I'm a baseball player, if I'm putting myself in that position... Uh, I, I'm trying to hit them in a way that makes it look like I'm not trying to hit them. Yeah. So three uh, wild pitches before that. Not great. If you go three up on a guy and then you throw one behind his head, then like, yeah, it, that one doesn't look great. But, uh, Correa's, it just looks like he just didn't have that fastball and it, it came way in. Yeah. And then what Correa was, was upset that he was throwing curveballs because he couldn't get it across. He threw one in the dirt. And yeah. then overcompensated and missed way high and outside. And it's like, I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to pull it back inside. And then threw it behind him. And it's like, oh, uh, you just can't you can't hit anything right now. Right. Uh, stick to the off-speed stuff. Let's just uh, get it across the plate. And also, he, I think the strikeout, the third strikeout of the inning, didn't he like swing at a pitch way out of the strike yeah, zone? Yeah, I mean, Correa struck out on one that was like probably six inches low of the strike zone. Yeah. But, you know, and a curveball that just like dips down, that's easy to... He gave him the face. He yeah. was just like, I got nothing. Why are you swinging at that? Like, were you not standing over there watching this? Like, honestly. I don't know where it's going to go. Not that I am a professional baseball player, but I think I would have gone in there taking. I would have taken to 3-2 and just been like, all right, now I got to get serious. See, I don't know. here's where the conspiracy part theory part of my brain starts working. Okay. There's a, there's a famous clip uh, from this offseason of Joe Kelly working on his changeup. Oh, and yeah. And he throws it through <laughs> the window of his house and, like, his wife, like... Walks in, it's like Joe's working on his changeup, and, and you see the, the broken <laughs> glass in the hole, and it's just like, "How's that going, Joe?" <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility that Joe Kelly just doesn't have control anytime. So uh, could be. Maybe, Who knows? Maybe this is just part of his shtick. <laughs> he goes back. I mean, to it's the like I remember Daniel Cabrera used to hit people all the time, and it's not because I thought he was going out to try and hit people. I just think that he had no idea where the ball was going to go. Like, yeah, and again, uh, he was are, trying to throw it 100 miles an hour, and sometimes when you do that, it just you know. Those are off. the the players where you're like, if he wanted to hit you, he could not hit you. Uh, <laughs> if he's trying, he can't. He can't hit anything. You, you know why? Because he tried to hit two of them and didn't. <laughs> Yeah, the catcher just uh, calls the sign, and then as the pitcher comes set, raises up and just gets ready because he's like, I don't know where this is going. I'm just going to try to knock it down and keep it in front of me. Um, <laughs> There's no just sitting on your heels, like waiting no. for the. <laughs> Got to get a little bit crazy. Got to get in the butterfly stance for this one. You know? uh, it's uh, who, um, your goalie, uh, the Capitals goalie. 
Oh, Braid, uh, Braden Holby. Braden Holby. Yeah. He comes, at, comes back from the ending with the eyes. He's just like, <laughs> I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know where it's going to go, man. I'm just... Just watching everywhere. Yeah, now that uh, now that playoff hockey is back too. By the way, and oh, I, uh, did the uh, two teams get eliminated, and now we're going to go off into the playoffs? <laughs> no, we have all the regular sixteen teams. I think. Oh, um, they're all going into playoffs yeah. this year. Oh, okay, cool. But I, I, I was literally, I'm a pretty smart guy, and I was like reading how the playoffs work, and I have fucking no clue. Like they're going to play four games in a round robin style to de- determine seeding, but then they're going to do a bracket that doesn't follow an order, and they're going to have reseeding. They're they're not going to do reseeding in the bracket, mm-hmm. and. They're going to throw out the rules about, like, division winners getting the first three spots or first four. You know, like, the whole thing is, like, kind of weird. And I'm, like, sitting here, like, I'm just going to watch, and it's going to become evident to me at some point. Well, I know Corey was talking about putting a bet down on the uh, NHL finals, and he was like, all right, got this set. And he just went and threw the money off the balcony, (laughs) and he was like, "Eh, it's going to do just as good. I don't really know. So uh, If it comes back to me as more than it was meant to be. Uh, no, but I, you know, I, there, there was a part of me that got a little bit squirrely about going to make an Orioles bet though, after the sweep of the Rays it's getting interesting, getting swept by the Yankees to lose 18 straight against yeah. them was not great, but, uh, well, it looks like the Yankees are a professional baseball team. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> it looks, it looks like it's the Yankees and everyone else pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, Half a billion especially, dollars. especially with Aaron judge hitting home runs like he has been and, and somebody please check on Matt Vesker. He's not worried about his heart. That was a uh, it's so funny listening to uh, these announcers because they're trying to figure out the right level, you know, because it's no fans in the stands. So you, th- you there's sort of like an aspect where some people are calling it like a golf game. Yeah. And yeah. then there's Vaskersion like peeking out the mic going like, you know, like, holy shit, fucking Aaron Judge. But this think- one went an astonishing 430 feet. <laughs> there's there's a level of that that is. You can tell when guys are fans of the game. Like that was his fifth game in a row, right? So he's like, <laughs> as a fan, you're stoked. And then it's like, oh wait, I'm on the radio. Okay, or on TV. Okay, uh, let me uh, bring that back down here. We're gonna come back down to a re- more reasonable level. And uh, all right, I always, I always find it funny. Like there was a uh, Bill, Bill Clinton went into the booth during uh, Cal's twenty-one thirty-one game, mm-hmm. and he was there when Cal hit the home run during yeah. that game. And uh, <laughs> it's, it, re- it really is funny watching Bill Clinton's reaction because he like doesn't have any like everyone else is like ramping up around him. It's just like it's go- it's long. It's deep. It's a home run. And Bill's like, wow, that one really traveled. <laughs> so it was like he didn't have anything to say. It was like, wow. <laughs> uh, was uh, he still president at that time? What yes. year was that? Yeah. Yeah. Ninety five. Well, president was in the booth. Yeah. Hmm. I'd like to see uh, Trump try that. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> At a Dodger game. Let's see if Joe Kelly can ping him in from the, <laughs> the mouth. Paul, o- he's just going in there. He's just like, you know, I like Paul O'Neill. We should bring Paul O'Neill back. Like, <laughs> Paul O'Neill's like 55 years old. He can still do it. I'm pretty sure. I they saw him the on the course. Thing. He's looking great. Said the same thing about me. Too old. Can't do it. Can't Look do at it. Me. Look great at job. me. Great greatest president in the history of the world. <laughs> Paul well, O'Neill, greatest Yankee who ever played. And so it's like, I'm pretty not, <laughs> pretty sure that's not the fact. No, no. Um, he's I okay. Think, I think he's probably 30th or 40th in Yankee outfielders alone, but I'm sure, I guess. <laughs> well, listen, uh, then it fits with Trump calling him the best ever because, you know, well, the, 30th the or 40th, is, best president. The problem is the... <laughs> <laughs> problem is the next uh, the next day my Facebook feed is filled with people going like why isn't Paul O'Neill in the Hall of Fame <laughs> fuck this people <laughs> yeah see you made the mistake of talking near he had 197 career home runs that should be good enough 
<laughs> Please send Corey all sorts of messages about why Paul O'Neill should be the uh, threatening as to why Paul O'Neill should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's all we got this week. So that's it for Sports Ball. Uh. I forgot we switched stuff around, so we are talking about... COVID. Oh, damn. I didn't get the uh, picture of... Uh... So, this is going to be the funny part. I got the picture of the dog. I didn't get the picture. <laughs> Should we start with the dog? <laughs> oh, 2020 is the worst year absolutely ever. I cannot speak enough about that. But, yeah, let's start with the dog. So, in COVID news... um. This is Buddy. Buddy is a, I think they said 13-year-old German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that Buddy is important is because he is the first canine to be positively identified uh, during his life as having uh, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived in Staten Island with his owner. And while that is some stark news, I hate that we live in 2020 because it's really just clickbait. Because the reality is, Buddy was dying from cancer. Right. uh, And spent basically all of his time in bed. And his owner, who has been home from work also this time, also spent basically all of their time in bed. And uh, owner went out at some time, got exposed, and uh, came home to the bed where Buddy was. And then, um, essentially what I'm saying is this. No matter what the mammal is, if it has lungs and you are spending immense amount of times in very close proximity, essentially being like, oh, buddy, I, <coughs> I love you so much. Yeah. It, it, viruses will cross breeds, not easily, but with enough contact, it'll yeah. happen. Um, especially something that's uh, resp- respiratory. Like your fish won't get infected. Different respiratory system. That Let doesn't go. make sense. I'm going to find a doctor who disagrees with you. A vet? Yeah. You're going to want a vet this time. Trust me. Um, although maybe that doctor that's been coming out, you'll probably have an opinion about that. Uh, but I'm anyway. a vet too. So all I, the reason I really wanted to talk about this was I saw a lot of people posting about this. You have to go to veterinary school for demon sperm. <laughs> I saw a lot of people posting about this. And uh, the funny thing is I saw people saying, oh, my God, it's crossing breeds. This is going to be the worst thing ever. And then I saw, hey, this is fake news. First of all, COVID isn't even real, so a dog couldn't get it. And they're killing dogs now to make it seem like it's... Okay. Neither of you are right. This is a very rare thing, and it's rare because of very particular circumstances, a very sick animal in very close proximity to someone who then contracted the virus and was sick. So, I mean, the problem, I think, is that, you know, there's also more stories I've been hearing about people who are getting sick again. Yeah. Um, not a lot of stories. It seems to be sort of on the periphery, but you know, there was a lot of speculation when this first started about how long you would have antibodies to, uh, coronavirus if you, if you were exposed to it. And, uh, I, 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 I just, I feel like, uh, if dogs were going to get it easily, then more would have gotten it by now. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it just seems like, uh, the fact that this is the first story of this kind you know, we've had like a rare story about like a tiger getting it, I think, and like some other animal getting it. Also the same situation. Right. But I mean, Sick like animal that was in close contact with humans. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's not that it can happen, but it's just very rare. I think that, you know, we should be paying more attention to like children than we should be paying attention to dogs just because it seems like even though children don't get sick or die from it, they are 
exceptional at spreading the disease. So, well, and uh, I mean, like, if we want to talk about more general COVID news, uh, the teenage group is the fastest growing group in California right now because essentially we made the mistake of telling teens, hey, you can't get it. Don't worry. Yeah. And they're like, all right, so it's party time, guys. And then it turns out like, oh, you can you can actually get it. It's a thing. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so teens are getting it. And uh, I think that there was, I think, every state. There's every more, state there's more like COVID parties I'm hearing about, too, which is just like people are dumb. maddening to me. Because people are dumb. we don't even know what the long-term effects of this are. Like, if it's a flu... And you get it, and then you're sick for a while, and then you get over it, hypothetically. You know, yeah, like, hypothetically. Obviously, there's a lot of people who are dying, but I'm yeah. saying, like, if you're a healthy 21-year-old, the, the chances are low. So, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about, you know, like, oh, I'll get it, and then I'll be done with it, like the chicken pox, you don't know that in 10 years you might not, you might develop some sort of lung cancer because you had it before. Like, I, and, that, and, that's and a- there seems to be different, like, strains, essentially, of the virus, and, you know, if you get a particularly potent one, even if you are a young, healthy person, you know, the chance of a respirator, even if you will survive it at the end of it, is much higher, so, you know, it's, there's too much that's unknown about it, and I feel like (laughs) there's people who are like, no, we know everything we need to know about this now, like, no, it's not, we really don't, yeah, Uh, and I was gonna say, so I got uh, shingles in college, Mm -hmm. and shingles is the chickenpox virus, But you usually don't get shingles unless you are super unhealthy. That was me. (laughs) Or uh, you're old, basically. Yeah. And so the doctor told me, like, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Not a lot of 20-year-olds get shingles, uh, but I can tell you what old people expect, and that is from now on you're really going to have to watch this because if your immune system takes a hit, you can get an outbreak, and if you get an outbreak of shingles on your head yeah it can cause major brain issues yeah so we need to watch the eyes watch the nose watch the ears anywhere that could get access to the brain cavity it's gonna be a problem this is what COVID is we have no idea in fact they know more about shingles than they know about COVID yeah and there are long-term things we have absolutely no idea about oh I got exposed to it I exposed myself on purpose now I don't have to worry about it I got the the antibodies I'm fine well, actually, it turns out that makes you more susceptible to the uh, really deadly one that uh, there's the different strain when it comes back around. Good. So yeah, I, I don't know. It, this whole thing is just fucking maddening to me. I, I, I'm, I'm so I'm so done with these stupid people. I just don't know what to what to say anymore. You know, I got like, really in depth. with. The, so also I, I said last week, but the campaigning has now gotten me more into Facebook, which is a mistake and I hate it. But, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, and I got into this long thing with someone uh, on Facebook because they were like they posted something that says, look, the who and CDC both said most people who uh, get coronavirus will recover from it. And my, like, I just responded like, yes. We've known this. We accept this. But let's say 5% of people have serious complications or death. With something normal where you're talking about, oh, it impacts 20% of the population, 5% of 20% of the population is a big number, but it's not huge. Right. The difficulty is you have an inability to conceptualize the large number we're talking about. 5% of 300 million people is 1.7 million people. Yeah. 1.7 1.7 million people die. It's going to be a huge thing. Well, and it's not, you know, the 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 problem to me is that, like, nobody seems to give a shit about how this looks. So uh, Australia shut down yep. uh, one of their cities. I can't remember which. Was it Auckland? Auckland, uh, Auckland New Zealand. New sorry. Zealand. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. What is the other one? Uh, Brisbane. Was uh, it Brisbane? I don't know. I think it might be Brisbane. I was thinking of another A Australian city. 
which is where I got Auckland me- mixed up. But Queensland, uh, what it is it? It might have been, it might have been uh, Brisbane, though. But anyway, I, I remember seeing the thing like they're shut down. They're they're not allowing movement because in one day we had 690 cases. Yeah. And that was enough to nip it in the bud, throw the book at everybody yep. and be like, we're shutting this shit down. Uh, L.A. had, you know, twenty five hundred cases, you know, every day last week or something like that. Yep. And, you know, the the comparable size between Brisbane and Los Angeles can be uh uh, disputed, but I mean, like you know, we're we're talking about you know a lot of people, and also they went from like three cases, three cases, three cases, six hundred, and yeah. they're like, oh nope, marking this, knocking it down. Right, we've been carrying fifteen hundred twenty five cases a day for. Months, I mean, so we we have effective, you know, we're at one hundred fifty thousand deaths right now, mm-hmm. more than one hundred fifty thousand deaths in the U.S. alone. I, I, I feel like almost. 145,000 of these deaths could be attributed to us not being on top of this because <laughs> almost every other nation in the world has figured out a way to nip it in the bud except for the very poorly run ones like America and Brazil. <laughs> and like, you know, mm, what do those two places have in common? It's amazing that like, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of countries that say they're doing well, but we don't know they're doing well. You know, Russia is saying like, you know, oh, we have five cases, no big deal. <laughs> But I don't believe that for a second, you know, and much like I don't believe China is accurately portraying their numbers either. No. But, you know, the 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 South Korea, Florida one is always the one that fucking fascinates me the most. South Korea is three times the size of Florida and they had 14000 cases total on the same day that Florida, one third the size of South Korea, had 14000 cases in one day. So (laughs) it's like. You know, we're 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 clearly doing something very, very wrong here. And the fact that we can't there's no turning around the idiots who are absolutely sure that this is a hoax and that Well, so here's the thing though, because South Korea has those idiots too. Yeah. The difference is they're not in the White House. Or right. the gray houses, which is what they have in South yeah. Korea. Because when this started well, South also Korea, South, South Korea also has the uh the sadness of being a more locked down country. Yeah. So if you are a troublemaker, you can be uh, isolated for a little while without uh, anyone knowing. I was so, going to say they uh, they I mean, we're doing that in the United States, too. But, you know, it's much more prevalent in South Korea. They uh, basically said, OK, once we realize it's a public health threat, we're going to turn it over to the health minister and he has the power to shut everything down. Yeah. And we said, uh, hey, this is Fauci. He's going to tell you what to do. No, don't tell him that. All right, we're going to talk to the CDC. No, don't tell them that. Uh, all right, don't wear a mask. It's fine. <laughs> and check bleach. <laughs> yeah, and check bleach. It'll be fine. Well, yeah, and as Corey said, we hit 150,000 deaths. Do you want to talk about the one very important death, though, that happened this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and much to... I, I don't I don't relish any any part of this, but uh, Herman Cain certainly seemed to have a very uh, karmic end given how much he was pushing the idea that this is a hoax and there will be no mass at the Trump rally. And then apparently he got sick, sick at the Trump r- Tulsa rally. And he is, uh, what was he like 74 years old or something like that? I think he wasn't. He's about the same age as Trump. So yeah. And, uh, had just survived some very serious form of cancer. Yep. Cancer didn't kill him. No COVID did. Yeah. And pretty quickly too. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I, <laughs> There seems to be a story, you know, Chuck Woolery had a tweet that Trump retweeted where he yeah. was just like, you know, it's a it's a hoax and Fauci and the WHO and everyone's just trying to get implants 
or you know microchips implanted in us and then his son get gets it the next day and he's like this is really serious i'm sorry i didn't mean to I didn't mean to make light of it, you know, like and deleted the tweet. By the yeah, way, it seems like a lot of people just get like, you know, like it's it some it finally hit somebody that they know, and then it's a real thing, you know. I do not understand. I will never understand Americans' inability to put themselves in another person's shoes, unless it's someone they personally know. Like, right, this is absolutely a hoax, and then you see like, my sister got it. Well, this is now it's serious. This is the argument I was making forever about, you know, gay rights and, uh, you know, like any kind of uh, interaction between a different type of community from you. If you grow up and you never see a black person until you're 18 years old, you're going to have a very different opinion of what black people are like than yeah. if you grow up and, you know, you're interspersed evenly amongst the community with a, a whole bunch of different other people. If you never meet a gay person, then you start making intuitions about what gay people are also what, you're probably hearing those from the people around well, yeah, you, and, you know, like you know if, if you're in a place where there's you know a less of a gay community you're in alabama or something like that you're probably hearing a lot of derogatory things about it as well and yep. then you come in with those biases already put in you and then you know it, I, I feel like you know the first time i you know met somebody who was gay and i talked to them about it i was just like holy shit like this is so easy. If I just had talked to somebody, I would know. Like, you know, and nobody seems to have that same level of curiosity for <laughs> this. The anything, coronavirus. Yeah, like. Anything, really. Like, it, mm. the other one that's, like, getting me crazy is, like, you know, obviously we're we're dealing with the uh, coronavirus, you know, unemployment package and everything like that that's going on in Washington. And, uh, you know, there's people who are just like, well, we can't keep giving handouts to these people. And it's just like. You know, I, I, I'm not asking for a hand. I, I really didn't want to file for unemployment. Yeah. Uh, I got but, bills to pay, son. I don't know. But, there, you know, there's nothing I can do. And uh, I, I, you know, it, it's not like my only options are either work unsafely or not work and not make any money and just go in debt. But, like, you know, it, 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 it the people who are just like, I'm not hungry, so I can't understand why other people are hungry. Like, it's just like makes no sense. Yes, in other news, as John Oliver said, in other news, I ate earlier, so we've ended world hunger. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah, it, it's disturbing. Um, but uh, in, I guess, more disturbing news, in so much as uh, it impacts us specifically, there was an earthquake in LA last week. Yeah. What the hell? Um, and I actually felt this one, which was interesting. <laughs> a change of base. A change of base. Yeah. Uh, now, I think about a year ago, we had a big one as well, and yeah. I felt that one. I was actually at a party. I want to say Memorial Day party, Fourth of July party at work, but makes it sounds right. Fourth of uh, July maybe. But we had a pool, or we had yeah, we had like a kiddie pool that we had uh, beers in with ice. But by this hour, most of it had melted, and like my feet felt weird. And I looked down, and the water was sloshing in the pool. And I'm like, oh, hey, earthquake. That's cool. This one, the ones at four o'clock in the morning, much less cool. Um, because <laughs> I woke up like, what's going on? And uh, I live in an older I, building. <laughs> I know. Maybe maybe you had a different experience because of the age of your building. Yeah. But I, I would say that I woke up and then I had that thing where I was just like, was that an earthquake? And then Rachel's awake and she's just like, was that an earthquake? And I'm just like, okay, so it's probably an earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not trying to tempt fate here. but Not the big one. Yeah. You know, if it was, it was something lar much larger than that, I'm sure we wouldn't be questioning whether or not it was an earthquake. No. And uh, somewhere in the fours, 
uh, if it's happening far enough away, this one was happening. Uh, I was say, I got a nice map it was here. Like north, north of uh, North Hollywood, right? Four point two, and it happened in the uh, San Fernando Valley, actually just past the hills. Yeah. was the epicenter. So, actually, it was a lot closer as well. So it right. happened like uh, half a mile away from me, three or four miles well, away. Well, I mean, you, the so. the one that I think we had a year ago that we talked about was. Uh, way further out in the desert somewhere. Yes. But it was a larger quake, but the aftershocks were, like, equivalent to, like, a four for yeah. us. You know, like... Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of earthquakes that are going on right now. I don't know if you've uh, taken a peek over at the L.A. earthquake bot. Oh, I have it uh, <laughs> to pop up alerts for yeah. every text. It, uh, it's disturbing. I, I... They, uh, there's what, the one spot where, where this earthquake emanated from... I was just like I, I I went through the 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 feed to like look for it to yeah. to find out exactly how big it was because we were talking about it and I'm like scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I've been like there's been fucking thirty six two point or lower earthquakes coming from this area all day like, yep. <laughs> like since the big one last night there has been thirty of these smaller ones this is kind and of alarming you read that story and uh, it's just like. So this is either the big one that releases the pressure or this was the prequel quake to something much larger. Like they do a, a uh, so the plates rub together and it either shifted largely and now it's stuck on a real big hook. And what it's going to take is a big movement in order for it to let loose. Yeah. Or it was stuck on a real big hook and the four two is what got us past. Right. So that, yeah, uh, this is the kind of thing where it's like, I want to be informed, but then you read and you're like, I wish I had not read that. Um, I wish I didn't have as much curiosity about this as I do. <laughs> you woke up and were like, hey, was that an earthquake? Where, when, in my building, again, I, I live in a little bit older building, it was much more of like, oh, earthquake, earthquake. <laughs> and then uh, Carly, uh, producer Carly, who's not with us today, raised her head and looked at me like, the fuck, man? And I was <laughs> Why'd just like, you do this to me? I was like, I, uh, hang on to it. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, my, uh, my phone and, uh, the, the vape and everything are over on the, uh, the side table and I got a little bit of a rattle yeah. a, as it happened. And, uh, then I, I looked over at Roxy and she would slept through the whole thing. And, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's the difference between being born and raised in LA and not because also, I went to my work Slack, and it was all of the East Coasters who are living here now who were like, was that an earthquake? Everybody feel that? And then the next day or later on was all the L.A. people like, we had an earthquake today? <laughs> so, and I feel like a 4-2 is not something that uh, L.A. natives get all worked up. Well, about, I mean, 4-2, so. I feel like, was what the Maryland quake was. And that was yeah. that was something that people were, like, summarily making fun of through, you know, the one yard chair that fell Yeah, <laughs> we will rebuild from the earthquake of 2014. Although, I was in D.C. when that one happened uh, because the one day I decided to return my law books to, like, whatever <laughs> yeah. company, it's the day that an earthquake happens in D.C. And then I got there, and they're like, yeah, we have to close. We can't take your books back. I'm like, I, I drove in an earthquake to get here, man. Like, what do you want? Is there oh, some wow. sort of drop I can do? <laughs> is there a, yeah, is there some place I can, so like a, put the book Can I in? just hurl these through their window or something? <laughs> Turns out they're not huge fans of that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Um, I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in other uh, political earthquake news, Joe Biden's still without a vice presidential candidate. Yes, but uh, apparently there's word from the campaign that next week we will have that. So this is our last week to 
wildly speculate on what Joe Biden is going to do. And so uh, I think it was probably earlier this year when we heard like, ah, there's like a 15 name list. And then also we heard this week, okay, we we have a short list of 11 of which five are like really the prime choice of the list. Uh, And if you're watching the video version, you can see a little display here um, where Joe is looking particularly creepy. Uh, And he's (laughs) surrounded by uh, Timmy Duckworth, Kamala Harris, can't remember the name of the girl, uh, the the woman on the top. Uh, Is Elizabeth it Warren. Bass? What's that? Is it Karen Bass? No. Susan Rice or Rice? It's is not. The one a, on it's the not list. on mine yet. So yes. I don't. Uh, Susan Rice is above Elizabeth Warren, and then a face I didn't recognize until our pre-show meeting when Corey let me know that is L.A. Representative Karen Bass. Not yeah. not my representative, not your representative. Mm. I don't think, but uh, Karen Bass who is a former powerhouse of Southern California who ran for Congress and now serves uh, as a representative. Yeah. And the short list, uh, meaning the 11 list, not necessarily the five. We don't know who's on what, but... Uh, I mean, it seems pretty obvious that the five names at the top are probably the five that you have listed right there. Yes, like Th- sort that of would around, be my guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kamala and Elizabeth Warren seem to be the tops of the top of the list because they are, you know, vetted. In the public eye, they people know who they are, so that one's an easy that that's easy to elevate them to the top of the list. Uh, Susan Rice, I think, if you're doing the let's bring the gang back together thing, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And uh, uh, Karen Bass seems to be the favorite of sort of the congressional Dems, which uh, worries me. <laughs> but when Nancy Pelosi says, "Hey, that's my favorite," yeah, I got. I, I don't want that person. No, uh, instinctively, I don't want that person. I. It's, uh, but you know who's not on that list? Your favorite from last week. No, Stacey Abrams. No, Stacey. Although I think everybody's saying she's on the 11 list. I, she's not on that five list that we have here. Something tells me that, uh, it, I mean, Keisha Lance Bottoms, who's the mayor of Atlanta, was also sort of, I think, on that like 11 person short yeah. list. Uh, something tells me that the two of them have sort of faded out a little bit just because they're not as pedigreed as the rest of the field uh you know uh we got a mayor mm-hmm. in Keisha Lance Bottoms that's not really like you know the same thing as being a hey Mayor Pete ran for president well yeah know. but I mean like <laughs> that people didn't really look at Mayor Pete as like this leader who was ready to be president either I mean like they like the 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 intelligence and the I the got spunk a to make me seem more human <laughs> Uh, everyone should be watching our cartoon president. Absolutely, you should. The, uh, <laughs> it's so good. The uh, and I think Stacey Abrams probably falls to the same sort of lot. You know, she was she almost became governor of Georgia. That's not really the same thing as like. So a, a story I read this, and week. I think her 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 history in Georgia was sort of like she was a state representative or something like that. I think yeah. And maybe she was a mayor of somewhere at some point, but not like Atlanta. I don't think I don't know about that, but yeah, I, think I know she, she was a state representative. I think she was a secondary mayor of some, you know, she was making Georgia's mayor or something like that before she here. Here's what I read in a story this week, though, that Georgia's in play. Yeah. For the first time in Jimmy Carter since Jimmy Carter, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and that they've fallen off the list because they don't want to tap out good candidates who might turn governorship, Senate seat. Uh, other uh, house races into um, they don't want to take away good candidates when there are other good candidates to have in the VP. Right. And John Lewis's seat is now going to be vacant. I don't think that there, he was still up for election. I'm 
assuming. Yeah, I mean, like he would have been. I think how it works, if I remember correctly, is that they're going to the the party nominates somebody else to fill his spot on the ballot. No, no, I think we're too close. I think that his name's on it, and if you vote for John Lewis, you are allowing the party to nominate a person. To no, no, I'm pretty seat. sure it goes the other because uh, Kemp was saying that they weren't going to, they didn't want to hold a special election because they're already having an election. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. effectively, like you could vote for John Lewis. Because his name will physically be on the on ballot, the but it's actually but a vote it's for a, someone else. It's a vote for whoever the Democratic okay. Party sort of says is going to be taking over John Lewis's spot. So there are two really good names there. Yeah, for John Lewis, and I don't know if either of them lives in his district. Um, the I mayor mean, Lance of Atlanta. Bottoms would. Yeah, probably. But, uh, I don't know if she wants to give up the mayorship to. And there you go, run yeah. for Congress. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a. Uh, I think the good the good news here for Joe is that everyone who is sort of being discussed is a qualified, you know, reasonable pick. I think I I think you have a, a dearth of riches here to an extent. Yeah, uh, I'm not as excited about some of them as I am others, but I, even though I'm not personally excited about Kamala Harris, I yes. still feel like if something happened to Joe, she is capable of being president, which yes. is the most important thing that I have to be worried about. And politically, I might not align with her, but just in general, can she be president? Because, you know, it's something I don't feel the same way with Trump and Pence. Like if Trump chokes on a ham sandwich or something like that and Pence becomes president, I'm not like, oh, good. Thank God we have somebody who really knows what the fuck's going on behind yeah. Trump. And, you know, like, and maybe now Pence does a better job than he did. My concern I mean, I, is I feel like Pence would do a better job than Trump just because he's not like a you know, lunatic. Yeah. But I don't think he would do a better job than a, you know, any president who had been elected as a Republican in the last 50 years, you know, like my concern is always, it's never what happens towards the end of a, a term because then the, the VP has some experience in the executive department and he has a good staff around him. It's uh, that we're electing 70 year old men and he could have a heart attack on February 1st. And yeah. now you have Stacey Abrams, who I think is a great candidate and represents what we want as a as part of this ticket. But is she ready to go on day one? If but, that, ha- yeah, yeah. If he has a heart attack on February first, and uh, she's got to step up and take the presidency, does she? And and the people are also new in their positions. Like, yeah. hey, Secretary of State, who is getting confirmed in fifteen minutes? I need a briefing on. Yeah. Um, Everything basically. So and, tell me and, everything that's happened for the last fifty years. Yeah. Uh, so they come again. Kamala, as much as I may not like her uh, personally, is the person who could step up and take it on day one. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth I think, Warren, I feel, could do the same thing. Uh, you know, and in ways, I think there's you know arguments that could be made for the other favorites. And the I don't feel as confident about Tammy Duckworth as I do the other two senators, yeah. but. I think that her story is very good, and you know she has been. Uh, I, I think there. I think there's something to be said about the idea of having somebody who is a veteran, mm-hmm. like on the front of the ticket there, because yeah. it, it it really uh, uh, it really kneecaps Trump at a place where he sort of has blind followership right now. Like yep. people just think he's doing a good job with the military because he says he's doing a good job, but nobody but knows. Hey. What the compl- or the intricacies of running a military are, but hey, this person knows. She knows a lot about the military because yeah. oh yeah, she served in the military. And also, I just like the idea of a vice president who's not going to waste uh, forty thousand dollars going to a game and walking out. Um, <laughs> That's true. Before the uh, kickoff, yeah. Uh, but of that list, this week's events have really made me excited about 
Elizabeth Warren as vice president because I would really like to see her sitting as president of the Senate during the Sherman antitrust hearings that seem like they may be coming in the right. future. Yeah. Uh, the tech CEOs uh, of Google, Facebook, Amazon, uh, who else was up there? Apple. Yeah. Not in that order on your screen. On the order of your screen from left to right are Google, uh, Amazon, Microsoft. Facebook, and Apple. Okay, yeah, I'm still waiting for it to pop up here. Sorry. But uh, no, okay. Gates didn't actually uh, testify. Well, no, but uh, he's not the CEO oh, that's right. of Microsoft he's... anymore. That's right. <laughs> I can't. I, I always money away. Again, uh, the the curse that is my life. I I never know how to pronounce people's. I can hear somebody say the name to me, and until I've said it out loud myself, uh, I, no I I I know it's not going to come out right. Yeah. So I don't even want to like fake act like I know what how to pronounce the CEO of Microsoft, but it's like Sundar Pichai or something like that. Oh, wait. So, Actually, I think that is who the guy is in, on the far left. Yeah. Who's the guy who founded, or is the CEO of Google? Uh, so it's not, uh, I, it's not, it's not, I mean, Larry Page and, uh, they're the founders, they're right? the founders. But uh, the the head of Google, he's got a beard and like See, okay. the, sh- the black hair. You threw me off. Sundar Pichai is the CEO is that Google? Of Google. Okay, and yeah, that yeah. is the gentleman on your left hand side. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Microsoft CEO, guy is bald. CEO of Microsoft is Satya Nadella. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sorry. Or probably so, Nadella. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they got called in front of Congress to have a discussion about whether or not what, what was the be. thing we used to do two years ago uh socially acceptable racism <laughs> we confused the two indian gentlemen apologies yes um trying the, our best the uh we're not in the billionaire class Corey. i don't yeah. know if you know i don't know if you know this Corey. we're not in the billionaire class these aren't guys we hang out with very often i mean my rice pile very small <laughs> it's one fifth of a grain of rice Actually, I owe somebody a grain of rice. I think is where I'm at right now. Actually, Fannie I Mae, owe Fannie Mae's got my hypothetical rice. I owe Fannie, or uh, I owe Sally Mae. Sally yeah. Mae. I owe the, her three grains of rice before I even start <laughs> grabbing grains of rice at this point. So, well, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos will lose a couple of grains of his rice, and you can you can pick them up and take care of your problems. Literally, if he forgets to scoop up his entire pile, <laughs> I could change my life forever. Uh, for the people who don't know what we're talking about, there was a great viral video that I'll uh, put in the show notes here. Viral TikTok. Yeah, of uh, somebody who uh, basically made a grain of rice equal $100,000 and then showed how different people are, you know, like if you're a millionaire, you have this many grains of rice. And if you're a billionaire, you have this many grains of rice. And then he brought in 50 pounds of rice to show you how much Jeff Bezos has. And then and took the time to be like, this is the house that he bought in L.A. Right. Here I'm just is- going to separate out a small little portion of his big, huge pile. Uh, if he give gave everyone $20 an hour who worked for Amazon, this is what it would cost him. Yeah. It's not much rice. By the way. And I mean, this is really the problem. So I, I, I think most capitalists sort of have the opinion that uh, when a industry starts to burgeon on its own, it's best to sort of leave it unrestrained and let it see where it goes on its end, on its own. Obviously, if there's something very noticeably wrong with what's going on, then you should uh, put a stop to that. But we're getting to the point now where we basically know how the Internet works and how people are going to use it 
Are and you saying like if investment to, banks get too big, we should probably put the brakes on that? I mean, we should, but I don't think that's part of the plan. Okay, now. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, the, the big tech companies are, are, are without a doubt at the point where they need to start being regulated a bit. Uh, and I think Bezos uh, didn't do himself any favors on the stand, uh, on the virtual stand. <laughs> Uh, talking about how Amazon does its business. So hey, also, also, I don't know if you know this, Corey, but Facebook is just a scrappy startup, and uh, <laughs> they're doing the best they can right yeah. now. I mean, they're giving thirty percent of every every dollar they make in subscriptions to Apple. So I don't know. It, it's just it's weird for me. And it, again, twenty twenty is a weird year, but it's weird for me for like Tim Cook aside, because Tim Cook again, not the. I focus on Bezos and Zuckerberg here because they are the founders and the CEOs of their product. Right. And um, for Google, the founders gone, well, not gone, but they're spending their money and yeah, yeah, yeah. doing their thing. And they have a, they've done smartly. They've said, let's bring in a guy who knows a business and put him in charge of the business. Right. Um, and uh, for Apple, uh, obviously Steve Jobs has passed on now, so they have somebody else. Microsoft, again, Bill Gates is spending his money and, or giving it away, really giving away all his money. Oh, and he's also, um, Trying to chip every human yeah, being on the planet. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. If you had the money, why wouldn't you? Um, but I, I focus on those two just because whatever they're arguing benefits them personally. And, right. and not that the other CEOs don't benefit, but Zuckerberg takes a check as CEO, but he also has stock that is yeah. worth... His billions are in stock. Bezos' billions are in stock. Right. I mean, you know, it's... it's it, trust me, Bezos still has plenty of money in which to operate with, but... Uh, Yes, hypothetically, if Amazon, if tomorrow Amazon went to zero, if, mm-hmm. if they had an Ellen Show moment and it all came crashing down, then I think that uh, Bezos, you know, would walk away with you know a couple hundred million dollars still and what he has on his yeah. person. Well, I was going to say still, if, if uh, South Park style, we pulled the plug on the internet, yeah. um, and Amazon couldn't function anymore, he's still going to be all right. Don't yeah, worry he's about still got business. enough money to support multiple generations of grandchildren uh i i or a small country yeah <laughs> by his own yeah bezos bought peru <laughs> uh it's uh, it it's uh the the biggest problem here is that me and rob can have a conversation about how we need to regulate the internet because we have even even uh, while i wouldn't acknowledge being an expert in any way whatsoever we still have a general generally good idea of what's going on here mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that half of the time that these CEOs are spending in front of Congress is them going like, you know, like, why does Google hate conservative voices and stuff like that? And it's just like, well, it's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, it all depends on what you want because it's an algorithm based on what you want. So, like, if you go on somebody else's YouTube, you're going to see a whole bunch of other suggested videos that you wouldn't have because they have different interests from you. Mr. Baker, the people of my district are very happy. I'm trying to understand why there are so many unhappy single women in my district. Can you explain <laughs> that to me? They all seem to want to. Uh, can I say this on the house floor? They want to fuck. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty tied into my community and I don't know why uh, so mi- many. Mr. Jordan, it's a it's an algorithm. It just it gives you it gives you what you're searching for. Yeah, so. If you go to a lot of porn sites, you're going to get that. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm angry. I'm going to angrily jerk off now. <laughs> no, it just reminds me. Uh, I don't think it was Congress. I think it was like a state uh, state house where the guy was uh, sharing his screen for the presentation. And yeah. the tab was up there. It was porn. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, so we should uh, start talking about there regulating. Was al- there was also another one, I think, recently that was like the, the naked gun moment where like it, he had his computer like hooked up to the PA system. And then all of a sudden it was like, ah, ah. And it's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Um, but uh, the point of this is, uh, yes, uh, I am, despite all of my thoughts and my arguments otherwise, I am always of the mindset that a new technology should not be taxed or regulated into non-existence. Yeah. You got to give it some time. And the benefit of our society is the guys who are regulating it are also asking questions to the CEOs of these companies like, are the tubes clogged? Is that why my internet's so slow? And that's what gives them time to grow because by the time people get to Congress yeah. and understand it... By the time you get an AOC there... It's, they've gotten their yeah. growth and they're secure. But we've reached a place where we need to start talking about not only regulation, but Microsoft has already had this, being broken up mm-hmm. and maybe not allowing one company to control so much. Well, I mean, it, the, the thing is that at this point, it's hard to compete because if you, you know, so Snapchat got popular and then as soon as it started to interfere with Instagram's business, oh, I mean, like first you could say Facebook was popular and then Instagram got popular and then Facebook wasn't so happy about Instagram getting popular and then said, either let us buy you or else we're going to destroy you. Yes. <laughs> and then they sold to Facebook. So now Facebook has Facebook and Instagram and then uh, all of a sudden, Snapchat started getting big, and they're just like, "Buy you or 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 we bear you." And then they were just like, "Fuck you." And then, uh, basically, Instagram all of a sudden the next day had all of the best features of Snapchat available yes. on on its platform. Might be hard so, for you guys to remember, but there was a time before Instagram Stories, yeah. and the stories came out because they wanted that as a part of Facebook and Instagram, and Snapchat said, "No, we're going to stay independent," and so. They then debuted a product that was exactly in competition with it. And I don't use Snapchat anymore. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, that's how it goes, because if everyone's attention moves from one to the other, then that's what you're doing. And, you know, how do you innovate if someone's just going to steal all your best ideas? Like yeah. the, and the problem is that there's no copywriting ideas. Yep. And part of the part of the sad thing about this whole thing is that uh, there are a handful of companies that have certain patents. And some of them who have spent very well to obtain some patents. And that impacts how other businesses are able to run. Uh, Apple has a couple patents on like the way that uh, communication can happen between, a devi- between devices. And that for a long time was the basis for AirDrop. Yep. And, it, you know, there was you had to for Google to have an AirDrop competitor on its phone. It had to come up with a different process in which to create that mechanism. Yeah. So there were a lot of other like, you know, Bluetooth to Bluetooth like type situations they were trying to figure out, but they could never really duplicate the same exact thing because there was a patent at the end. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't make it as easy because AirDrop is super easy. And then they patent the thing that makes it super easy. Yeah. Like, oh, sure, but you right, can right. only patent the actual device. Yeah. Like you can't patent like, oh, so what we're going to do is just have like these little tiny videos that disappear after 24 hours. And they're just going to be on your page on this on the on your page. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, you can't patent that. <laughs> <laughs> so you just put it out in the world and then all of a sudden Facebook steals it. And then or as I've been trying to do for the last 20 years, you come up with a good idea, you build a beta and then just have Facebook buy it. And yeah. then you have millions of dollars right. that you never intended on developing into a product, but they want it. So they yeah. give it to them. Um, but I think the more disturbing of the testimony was 
again, Bezos, who is saying things like, yes, we uh, design products based on what's popular on the platform. And yes, Amazon basic products are always featured first rather than other products. And if you and I came up with a really great idea, the best way for us to sell it is the Amazon marketplace. Yeah. People are already there. They can already pay easily. They can, we can do shipping. We don't have to worry about shipping or billing or anything. It's just right. our product we're providing to them. But now we know that the likelihood is Amazon then sees that, figures out what it is we've done, and creates a very cheap, maybe probably the same cost to them, but they will undercut us until we can't compete and then raise the price of their product. Well, the, not market. the other part you have to remember is that Amazon, for the first 10 years of the company or something like that operated a loss. Yep. And this is the same thing that's happening with Netflix now. And it's happening in a bunch of other companies that are doing really well. Uh, some companies seem to be able to get away with this. And some companies don't like movie pass was burning through money. And then eventually they decided, no, it's not worth it anymore. Uh, but you know, Amazon was burning through money like crazy when it first started. Movie was- pass is a great idea because that inspired AMC and Regal. They took the idea. They yeah. did the same thing. Right. And now, okay, so we could have kept burning through money and maybe made a profit eventually, but we got undercut by guys who were like, hey, just come to our theaters, just our theaters, and we'll give you the same service. Yeah. And for less. And for less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's... The problem, I think, at this point now is that we've reached the point where we need, like, sort of the internet czar. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't trust... Congress or the Senate or anybody to be able to understand the complexity of what they're talking about. And with the empathy conversation that we had earlier and stuff like that, there's no way that if you cut the amount of money that Jeff Bezos had in half, Mm -hmm. he's living a comfortable life no matter what. Oh, wait, he did. He gave 35% of his wealth to his wife in a divorce. And since the pandemic started has made that wealth back up. Right. Less than a year. He's made that, you know, a a substantial amount of his net worth back. Yep. And the next wife will have a prenup. So he'll be good. Uh, The the problem, though, is that, you know, like, Chip Jordan doesn't know how tech companies work. Like, he has staffers who do research and give him things. And uh, honest to God, most of the people who are up there, uh, I say Jim Jordan because he's going to clearly use moments like, you know, Fox will pull out moments where he yells at, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and yeah. put it on, on air. And then he'll be able to have something in a commercial where he's just like, why are you suppressing Republican voices? And it's just like, Jim Jordan stands for you. I'm like, fighting for you. Yeah, I'm Washington. fighting for you in Washington, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's all showmanship and stuff like that. Nobody really has any intricacy in how it works, but you know, you split Bezos body in half. Right. And then you say, you have to dedicate this money towards taking care of your employees. Yep. Like, Literally everyone is fa- is living a better life at this point. Bezos is does not need hundreds of billions of dollars. That's the no person needs that. I mean, it, I, it, and the problem is that we've had arguments before where you said there's no reason for billionaires. Yes. And to an extent, I understood where you were coming from with this, but at the same time, you know, there are people I feel like who have raised to the level of billionaires, not necessarily because of uh, they were taking advantage of a lot of people on the way up, but mm-hmm. like. You know, if, if you were a, you know, uh, Alex Rodriguez, right, okay. made 
half a billion dollars in playing career money. He's probably made close to half a billion dollars in advertisements and investments. And even if he just put a hundred million dollars to the bank of that in the start of his career and just let it sit, yeah. he's probably close to a billion on that alone right there. He's Michael trying to Jordan, buy the Mets. Like Michael Jordan, Jay-Z, Beyonce. Yeah. Yes. You know, if you if you were out there you know, like, and you can make arguments for for little tiny bits of this here and there. Like sure. Jordan, you know, probably uh, was aware that you know Chinese kids were making his shoes for almost no money, and he was making an incredible markup on it. And to stuff be like fair, that. though, that's Nike. Right, he is literally getting paid by Nike just for the branding. It, it, he has nothing. To oh do yeah, with yeah, the yeah. I know, so. but I'm saying like at some point he could have said, "Hey, don't do that shit." Oh, I mean, he and it might have made an impact, but yeah. he didn't want to do it because it would cut into his bottom line. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you, you can, you can get on his case about that, but you know, people who work at Amazon fulfillment centers who like are scared to take bathroom breaks and are worried about what they say on the phone, <laughs> like, you know, like are, well, and I was going to say, I also push off Michael, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jackson, really for that measure, Beyonce, Jay-Z, because I look back and I compare them to Andrew Carnegie, uh, Jer- Rockefeller and yeah. say, all right, the first generation of of uh, white mil- of white billionaires were really really terrible people who did terrible things. Now, closer to death, they did really great things, but getting the money really bad. Yeah. Then they spent it really well. So now we're our first generation of black billionaires, and if jo- if it means that some shoes, I mean, are made Oprah's in Vietnam, Oprah's a billionaire, and I mean, like, I I don't I don't see anything that she did as like improper. Like, I mean, maybe the, she had some Ellen show stuff going on. <laughs> I don't know. We will. By the way, we will get into the Ellen uh, at some point. Not today, because no. uh, I, I feel like uh, the I feel like we talk about Ellen. And then next week we talk about it again because the the next shoe will drop. Yeah, we're then. waiting on the so, next shoe. Yeah. next shoe to drop. But you did bring up something interesting. You talked about an, uh, a new Internet czar. And I think you're right. We do need that person. Luckily. There's a new politician who might be available very <laughs> shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our uh, the city councilman for this studio right here is a man by the name of Jose Wezar, uh, the 14th district councilman in Los Angeles. We may have mentioned him before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got caught up in a bit of corruption and uh, was facing a couple charges. I think it was four or five counts. And... Uh, he had a arraignment scheduled for today where he was going to go in front of the judge and, and say not guilty and fight his charges. And then on Thursday, the FBI or the federal government was able to get a total of 34 charges on the docket. Mm. Uh, a substantial step up from the four or five that were before. Yeah. And yeah. It, 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 uh, the message I sent to Rob was this sounds an awful lot like uh, the federal government was upset with we are like not taking a plea, like just not taking getting this done with. We were ready so, to be done with this. But if you want to fight, well, OK, if you want to go to court, if that's your choice, then we're going to choose to give you every single charge we were going to. <laughs> we were being nice and letting you off the hook on a couple of these things. But if you want to go, you you can go. We like, were going to send you to jail for 10 years. But now. Yeah. Now we're going to see what the jury says. The problem is that, you know, if you are if you are a defendant in a criminal court case, uh, number one, the 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 federal government specifically, but the state as well, usually has unlimited budget for which to Mm -hmm. uh, fight whatever case they want. Uh, I think he took those bribes. (laughs) The uh, and 
allegedly, and, allegedly. And when you're when you're taking uh, when when you got thirty four counts against you, that is very difficult to to defend in court. You're you're even if you had a, a one of the best lawyers in the world doing the best job he could, you're still probably going to be found guilty on at least a handful of those charges. Yep. And those charges will come with a considerable amount of time. And rather even the, if it's the, not the top line items, you're still spending probably a decade in jail at the very least. And rather than the plea with the agreed upon statement of facts and the recommendation, now yeah. it's just like, well, I mean, he's facing 40 to life with the yeah. total of these charges. Judge, we're just going to leave this in your hands. You decide. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the the problem here is that the, the corruption is, the alleged corruption is not only disappointing because of what it is, but it's also disappointing because it's so rinky-dink. Yeah. Like, so effectively what happened, uh, again, allegedly. Allegedly. Is that uh, uh, developers who wanted to build large, you know, new apartment complexes or multi-use centers and stuff like that would have to get approval from the city and the chair of the planning department was Jose Wezar. Mm -hmm. So he would use that influence over the rest of the members of the board to or the other council members on that board to uh, get kickbacks for himself. Uh, There were trips to Vegas where, you know, escorts were paid for. There was a $800,000 sexual harassment lawsuit that was settled by a developer, a Chinese developer. Uh, I mean, again, it's it's the fact that everyone on the board or the, on that board trusted him and basically he ran it. Yeah. So they looked to him to be like, so should we? Or? Well, he was also uh, so before Garcetti, there was Antonio Villaraigosa, who was the mayor of Los Angeles. And apparently Weezer and him were very close. Mm. So Weezer was kind of picked out of like a school board seat to run for the council because of the closeness between him and yeah. Villaraigosa. Uh, and I think Villaraigosa was 14 as well. Like, he was in this district before oh, and Weezar. So he so. moved up to mayor. Let's pick somebody to come yeah. up in this district. And I yeah. like him because he's on the school board. He's yeah. one of my guys. Like, he can be, he can replace me kind of thing. Well, and again, every reason to just say, hey, Jose, what, do we, what should we do? Should we, yes, no? Yeah. And you get the runaway jury problem, which is if you can get someone on a jury, then basically you can sell. Sell the, what, what, guilty or innocent? What do you want? Well, uh, state stint? <laughs> How much are you willing to pay state? I can get the it. problem is that th- there's too many there's too many headshots within the charges too. There, yeah. There's tax yeah. evasion and and shit like that that you're just going to you're going to die a thousand paper cuts of your and it's <laughs> of the, your illegal illegal use of a bank statement for personal gain. You know all these like charges that all they have to have is one signature on a sheet and be like, so you had a million dollars when you bought this house, and it's just like. Oh, so you didn't. <laughs> you said you did. You said you had it. Yeah. And the, the problem is that it's the uh, the multi-round headshot because it's like, if I show that you had this money, that is a bribe. <laughs> so we got you on the bribe. You also didn't report it on your taxes. I also get you on the taxes. So like proving one thing can have this waterfall effect down right. on other charges. And yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually he's going to have to plea, right? There's no... I would imagine th- so. He can't really bring this to... The only way this the, he brings it to case is if it was like, you know, like a fucking fugitive situation where it's like the one armed man did it or something. Like, you have to be one hundred percent not committed to the, you know, like you you were in Bolivia the entire time there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there there has to be something 
like really wrong with this case at this point to to get free of it. In LA, it doesn't work. But if you were in a smaller city or a smaller town, you might roll the dice on like I'm so beloved here. Yeah, that I can find one person, get one person on this jury who's just like my my councilman would not do this. I don't I don't care what you're going to tell me. He wouldn't do it. See, I think the problem, though, is that the only way he would be able to work that angle is if he's willing to go on the stand. Yeah. And there is no way that yeah. you can let him do that because he will not. I mean, again, and, and politicians, that- politicians think they're so good because they're all former lawyers and they're like, I know how to not incriminate myself when I'm up here. No, nope. they make the fucking worst witnesses on the stand. You that's, do. You have no idea, sir, what that, it is that you're supposed to be doing. That's what got Blagojevich so bad. Yeah. He was just like, no, I can just go up there and charm my way out of this one. And then when when you don't answer a direct question and the judge is like, I'm going to need you to answer that. And it's just like, oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> uh, OK. Well, that's right. If I don't tell the truth, I go to jail. <laughs> yeah. The other problem is. uh He's got a draw from the federal pool of L.A., which means Corey is a possible <laughs> juror for him. I don't think he'd get picked based no. on your previous <laughs> opinions of Jose Wizon. But I'm just saying it's like <laughs> the lawyer leans on the thing. He's just like, have you ever talked about Mr. Weezar in a podcast, perhaps? And I'm just like, yes, yep, a lot. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, pretty fine. often. Uh, but I mean, like, in a small town, though, or like a, a small city where it's just like everybody really does love you. Maybe you do it. It's not L.A. It's yeah. like, have you ever heard of Jose Weizar? Like, no. Nah. <laughs> Who is that? Where do you live? Downtown. He's your uh, councilman. Does it council? <laughs> Wait, like uh, Senate? Uh, the House? Does it, I thought I thought uh, Garcetti, Garcetti picked all those people. Like, yeah. Wait, yeah. You mean Garcetti? No, <laughs> no, no. no. This, there's another one. There's another body. The These council. are the ones who actually run everything. <laughs> No, no, not aware. <laughs> My favorite part about L.A. is that you have the council, which is very powerful and has a lot of influence. And then you have the Port of Estimate, which is even more powerful and is like, I don't know if you get elected to it or if there's like a skull ceremony where they decide who gets to be a part of it or something Wait, like that. The Board of Estimates like, is the county, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, the, the L.A. County, county Board of Estimates or yeah. something like that. But I, I it, it, it's like sh- such a shadowy organization. It's so weird. It's it's also we're in a city that takes up most of the county. It's and like a tribunal. <laughs> We're going to see things like most of the county, but we also have like county boards and city board. And I'm like, yeah, I know. what's the point? Well, it's because it's because so, so many different parts of L.A. at some point decided like, nah, I think I'm just going to do my own thing. So like Santa Monica was just like, yeah, so we don't really want to be city of L.A. anymore. So we're just going to be city of Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. It's like Beverly Hills is like, we'll do that, too. West Hollywood. And I think West too? Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Like you'll just find like all these little pockets of like cities that don't want to be L.A. LA city. They want to be their own thing. And then, uh, you know, it's fine. I, it, it, but I always thought it was amazing when uh, Baltimore is the largest incorporated city in America. Yeah. Like the only, the only, the largest city that is fully contained within its own County. Well, uh, uh give it time. Cause if the white people in the L have their way, they're going <laughs> to separate out. Yeah. It'll New Baltimore, Baltimore city County. And then there'll be, uh, you know, well, they'll call it the L word, and uh, that'll be the new city that's inside of it. So, Larchmont, <laughs> we'll uh, upscale Baltimore community. Although, I mean, we're working on it, right? Like uh, Johns Hopkins has their own cops, and eventually they'll all just be private police forces. By the corporate. way, at some point, when there's not a lot of news, we're going to talk about what Baltimore has been doing with all the housing projects that they've been tearing down. Guess what? Upscale housing development. White people. That's <laughs> white what they're people. doing. They're trying to turn that white L it. into a white square. <laughs> Let's get rid of all these black people and put white people in its place. <sighs> so what? Uh, real quick, just last thing on 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 Weezar here. Yes. Uh, it, it's very upsetting to me because I think when we first got here, 
we we went to back on Broadway, which was a mm-hmm. big event that he he threw every year. Which is you get into all the old theaters that are on Broadway here. And I was gonna say your, had, fir- like, your first mention of him on the podcast was a positive one. Yeah, so I, like, there's a councilman. Oh, he's letting us go into the old theaters. Well, it's not even that. I I, I just said to I was like he he's gotten himself a lot of really big uh uh spots on the council, and it, he looks like he's setting himself up to. When Garcetti turns out, then he might run for mayor. Like I, I could totally see him being mayor of L.A. here someday, and he had that kind of uh, uh, pedigree, I guess, if you will. He had that sort of like aura about him. Like this is this might be a future mayor of L.A. And to think that, you know, again, allegedly that what he has gotten from all the dirty tricks and bribery that was going on is one and a half million dollars, maybe. Two and a half million dollars, if we're counting the pain of the the money he didn't sexual keep. harassment. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I haven't been able to get a straight up and down as whether that's part of the one point five or if that's separate. Yeah, but two and a half million dollars. Like McConnell makes that every single year, and he doesn't do obviously crooked things to make that money. Like I mean, well, I know, but I'm saying like he, he does. Do- <laughs> he does, but I'm saying like he's not like. He's not taking a direct – there's nothing showing McConnell taking, like, direct bribes okay, from people. Yes. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. he's able to cover it up enough where it's just like, oh, it would be really nice if my book sold a lot next week. You know? And then, like, the Koch brothers are just like, oh, I guess we're buying two million copies of <laughs> McConnell's book. You know? And it just looks like Amazon sales. And Bezos <laughs> makes out money, too. Isn't everybody happy? <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's shocking to me that, like, it, you know, the, the example I made is, like, Rob comes home and he's just like – you know, like, yeah, I lost my job today, but I got this ream of paper on the way out the door. I'm just like, you could have made so much more money if you didn't lose your job. Like, the ream of paper is worth nothing. Like, if he was mayor, if he if he did a really good job as mayor and he could maybe become governor or maybe president, president like, he, he, he had enough. He had that sort of, like, golden boy thing going on about him where you felt like. He was young, too, right? He's in his 40s. He was young. Days? He had, you know, a. a engaged wife and four kids you know four really beautiful kids and he lived in Boyle Heights and he sort of had this like rise up with LA sort of thing that was going on in his own life and he just seemed like everything was going right for him and then all of a sudden you know like it's just like the, the number of times where you hear about somebody like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky like I remember when that when that first came out I was just like why would you do it like what how how could how, how much do you possibly need to have like indiscriminate sex with somebody? Yeah. That like, th- this is going to be really bad if people find out. And it's more likely to be found out than if you were, you know, Bill the plumber, like That's what Bill the plumber, fun, Bill the plumber gets like, you know, gets random blowjobs and nobody, nobody knows about it. Like it, it can stay under wraps. If you're the president, it doesn't work that way. Like it gets out eventually, you know, I'm but, watching a lot of uh, Chandra Levy uh, documentaries. Oh, yeah. Same deal. Gary Hart could have been president. Yeah. Not, it's not Gary Hart. Is it Gary Hart? Yeah. Yeah. Could have been president. Threw it away for uh and I mean the intern went missing. He probably didn't have anything to do with that. But ruined everything. Yeah. To have sex with a twenty two year old. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna ruin everything and go home in disgrace and get divorced. So I mean like it's just like I threw away my whole political career and the rest of my life for the one point five million dollars and like, you know, like to us. You know, somebody said like, yeah. you know, hey, I I have a scheme where you can make a hundred a million and a half dollars. I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? But like for him, he could make so much. Yeah, th- he could have termed out on the council this year. He could have gone to become a lawyer at a 
a company. He didn't even have to be a lawyer. He could just be hired to be a, 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 face. a face at a company that represents developers who are looking to get things past the council. Yep. And he would make $750,000 a year or more every single year he was on this council where they would call him up a couple times a week and be like, hey, how do we, uh, how do we get past this thing in the L.A. City Council about you know, an environmental impact report or something. He's like, oh, okay, so here's how you get around that. 750 grand a year. He could have been making that money easy for the rest of his life if he wanted to. Yep. And he threw it all away for just like <laughs> cheap rips right now. <laughs> like it's it's astonishing. I mean, or like you said, he could have challenged Garcetti in yeah, it, 18 months or whatever to, or two years. To, he could have sold a book and make, made more than a million and a half. Like yeah. if you're the governor or the mayor of LA and you write a book about how you turned everything around, even if it's not fucking true. Yeah. I was going to say, he's, Hogan's going to make more than a, a million and a half on that yeah. book he's selling. Like, yeah, and the only reason he wrote it is because he needs to elevate himself to become president. Like, he's got that uh, George W. Bush thing, like uh, the Texas miracle that actually didn't happen, but got him elected president. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I still live in Boyle Heights and I brought my city up with me and now I'm ready to do the same thing for America. And then if you do a little digging, not so much. City yeah. pretty much the same, but it's a good story. And <laughs> I grew up in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's lightning round uh, these last couple of things. Yeah. But uh, let me see. What do I get my screen back over here? Uh, up first, story that's not going to be a story, so it doesn't matter, but I want to talk about it anyway. Uh, it turns out the Trump campaign, allegedly, uh, may have laundered money mm -hmm. uh, to funnel campaign funds into the president's pocket, directly or indirectly. To his companies, to his kids, to people and uh, other people in the family. Yeah. Um, so essentially, if you donated to the Trump for President Committee in twenty or twenty sixteen, some of that money ended went up went toward his, Ivanka's handbag. Well, I mean, that was okay mm. because she was working for the campaign and that she has a stipend for, right, for right, the right. thing. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So she actually opened her handbag and some cash <laughs> yeah, went yeah. in it. Right. Yes, that's actually happened, too. <laughs> the stipend handbag had cash inside of it. Yes. <laughs> um, and on the scale of... Does the legal thing had illegal things inside of it. The legal thing... The legal thing that shouldn't be illegal had illegal things inside yes. of it. Uh, so, in the end, what does this matter? Probably not at all. We're not going to bring impeachment proceedings in August <laughs> of the election year. But um, it could bring things two ways. Either one, Trump gets reelected. And they will be talking about this in 2021. It'll be the thing that like, all right, let's take a second go at him. And the American people can understand you donated money to his campaign. He personally benefited from that in this very direct way. Yeah. It's a lot less complicated than the emoluments clause and everything else we tried to get him on. Or he gets voted out of office and then Joe gets to decide whether or not he's going to do what Barack did and just say, hey, we're going to forget about the war crimes and move on. Yeah. Or is he going to say... We need to change things. I'm going to set an example. We have this very strong money laundering case to go with. So. And the problem being that if Joe comes into office and then says, I'm not going to stand in the way of the Southern District prosecuting the shit out of Trump, then Republicans will say that uh, Joe Biden is doing exactly what everyone was worried Trump would do and prosecute yeah. his political opponents. And, you know, he didn't do it to Hillary. He beat Hillary and she went away and it was no big deal. But, Although, you wait, know, now he did absolutely do that. Yeah. Well, Congress did that well, many, many they were, times. They brought her in front of, you know, like uh, panels for Benghazi and stuff. 16 like, yeah. Benghazi hearings, yes. But 
there was no uh there was no trying to to charge her for something after the the race was over at the very least you know okay fair. and he was in front of crowds that were chanting lock her up so i mean it's not like it wasn't within the the realm of discussion at the time are we sure they weren't talking about ivanka because she was taking the campaign (laughs) money because of the handbag with the the money inside of it maybe we misunderstood that all along and maybe it was just trolls at all the trump rallies that are just chanting lock her up and we we thought it was about hillary is it possible that they saw her actually stuffing cash into a a bag backstage hey hey Hey, hey, lock, lock her, her up. up. Yeah. And it just <laughs> went, got run away. And they were like, he was like, yeah, lock her up. And we misunderstood this all along. 20% of the crowd, which was dumb idiot hicks, were just like, yeah, Hillary Clinton, lock her up. Oh, did I offend people? Did I, did, yeah, I step, I kinda, did I step over a line? I kind of would have just released this in, as a QAnon. <laughs> just see if we can get that rolling. Uh, <laughs> It just reminds me reminds me of Hillary, like when she was just like the deplorables comment. Like, I just wish she would have gone further at this point. She should, she should just have gone on stage and just been like, you know what? 50 percent of the country is fucking stupid as shit. And I don't know what to do about it. You're, you're just dumb. And if you're saying to yourself, I don't know the dumb people. You're the dumb people. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> you um, can't immediately figure out the dumb people in your life. You're the dumb people in your life. Mm. <laughs> And uh, everything we've seen for the last four or five months has proven that point to be absolutely correct. And I would stand by her now. Not then. And not now because, as you know, I'm running for president. I don't think that... Uh, it's not It's not good political PR for you to back something in Hillary was... No. And, and I don't want to say that people are, are dumb. They're not dumb, but certainly... Um, you're not smart. Um, <laughs> There's a lack of imagination, which is appalling. You know, you when, when curiosity has been lacking in your mind. You had the the in first grade, creativity is king, and it's all you got to do is stay in the lines, man. All you got to do is stay in the lines. And there was somebody who was just like, "I'm gonna make a purple dinosaur," and then scribbled across the whole page. Yeah, that's half of the people in this country. And yeah. I just want to be like, listen, you can make a purple dinosaur. That makes no sense. By the way, they had feathers. Yeah. That's science. I know you don't care about that. I know the movie, they look like crocodiles with the skin and they're, they're not feathers. They had feathers, but forgetting the signs, make it purple. I don't care. Just stay in the lines. That's all I got to ask. And they're scribbling across the whole page. Fuck you, libtard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so. But uh, in other uh, unconstitutional news from, yes. <laughs> from the presidency, uh, Trump uh, the other day on Twitter and then in front of a room full of reporters floated the idea that, uh, uh, perhaps because the election is so surely going to be corrupt yes. because of the mail-in voting, which is different from the absentee voting. Somehow, Trump said he voted absentee, and that yeah. process is good. Yeah. But the mail-in voting, which is the same exact process, is not good. Yeah. And that's going to be corrupt. Absolutely. And everyone in California got sent a ballot. I know that for a fact because I have a ballot that was sent to me. Uh, well, let me tell you why that is. And Corey. there's there, uh, apparently I'm just going to give this ballot to somebody who's going to fill it out for me and then they're going to send it in on my behalf. And it's about the quality uh, of the people. Trump. Right. Trustworthy. Mm hmm. And st- standard into above standard intellect. Yeah. Tyrannosaurus, Apple. I, I mean, the thing was. yeah, like man, woman, camera, TV. Got it. Yeah. Um. Also white. So we know the absentee ballots are totally trustworthy. Right. But we can't have is these mail-in ballots, which are absolutely different in so much as they are marked mail-in and not absentee. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to specifically ask for it. Yes. Um, are going, I don't know if you're aware of this, to everyone 
including people of color. Regardless of whether or not they're white? Regardless of color. Holy shit. They got to get on top of this. They haven't (laughs) been given the same aptitude test that the president was given. Yeah. And because of that, it's... We don't, they don't know if it's man, woman, camera, TV. They, they Absolutely nothing. Yeah. We, we, it's completely untrustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it, it almost makes me feel like the president doesn't want everyone to vote. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I don't know how to, how to come to any other conclusion other than that. Like, to me, if I was just like, vote for me... I would want to win the plurality of the most votes and have the most people involved. Well, in this election, it but really it seems be a like specifically, <laughs> he just wants to have the people at Waffle Houses voting, not not like everyone else. Well, like, I, you know what? I'm not going to have you deride the good people who go to Waffle House. He I'm just wants say, boat owners to vote. <laughs> uh, the people at Waffle House after 1 a.m. That's who he wants to. The vote. boardroom, the boardroom of a Trump, of a Trump company. Yes, yes. I, I mean, I think he would prefer if just he got to vote, and that was it. He could, <laughs> only me. I'm the only one who did it, and I voted for me. 100%. Wait a minute, I voted for Joe. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hanging Chad. <laughs> you see this Chad here? He's hanging. And keep in mind, by the way, so uh, I, I put up the tweet there. <laughs> the acting DHS secretary, Chad Wolf, just pops around. He's like, were you talking for me? It's like, get the fuck away from me, Chad. <laughs> Your whole Portland thing was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he would absolutely not say that. All right. It was fantastic. And he's going to send in. A you didn't kill enough protesters before they found out uh, you're dead to me. By the way, today, he's going to send the National Guard in. Yeah. We send in the contractors. If they can't get control of it now that we've pulled the contractors out, we're going to send in the National Guard. My favorite part was it was getting peaceful. And then all of a sudden federal troops came in or federal officers came in. Yeah. And then it got violent. And then the federal officers left. And then it got peaceful. peaceful. And now it's starting to get violent again when they're talking about bringing people in. It's like, uh, I wonder why this keeps happening to me. I wonder why when I poke this dog, he bites me. Like, so why is this happening? There was, back in 2003, I want to feel like, there was a major city that the National Guard, for the most part, invaded. Um, Baghdad. That's right. Oh, yeah. It was Baghdad. Yeah, yeah. We went, <laughs> we went and uh, invaded Baghdad. And uh, it's weird that we would be using the same language about like, well, if they don't get their leadership in line, I'm going to have to send in the troops. Did you, did you see the great statue that was erected in Portland, by the way? Absolutely. I, I saw it and I was like, I should get the picture. And then I forgot to get the picture. <laughs> uh, the there, Trump, it's a Trump. It's in yeah. honor of Trump. There is a statue with black letter or gold lettering. That Trump would just love. Very it's Trump. a it's a rented van, mm-hmm. and it's showing somebody some protester being pulled into the van mm-hmm. while Trump is taking a selfie with a selfie stick on the outside. It is uh it's a uh, yes, chef absolutely. Kiss. Yeah, thank you, thank you to whoever <laughs> did that. Uh, um, but to keep in mind, by the way, the other side of this story is uh, that Trump is saying the election is not safe. We are not safe to do absentee balloting, balloting, and we are going to have to do absentee balloting. Because it's not safe to go vote. Yeah. So uh, it's not safe to go vote. Absentee balloting is not safe. We should just push this election. It'll be safe to send your kids to school, though. So don't worry about oh, that. Oh, well, part. yeah, there's yeah. that. So, uh, uh, But it, what I think a lot of people forget about how the Constitution and the presidency works is uh, Congress has the decision as to whether or not an election gets postponed. Yes. And uh, uh, Pelosi has, not, has said no. So... I think we're at that's basically where we're laying. It's going to happen on November 3rd. Uh, I mean, I'd be fine with it happening sooner, but 
November 3rd apparently is where we decided to stay. Um, if, for whatever reason, uh, a month goes by and we don't have all the results, and then uh, Trump decides to sue, and it has to work through courts to mm-hmm. get to the Supreme Court, maybe we don't have a decision right away on by the time of January 20th. Uh, Trump doesn't get to remain president while the court process works out. At noon, on the 20th, he's no longer president anymore. His term has ended. If there is a problem, if there is an open discussion as to whether or not uh, Joe Biden would become president, president. then Nancy Pelosi takes over until that is settled. She becomes the president, like, for the time being. (laughs) Like, uh, and... uh, I, I can't imagine that if I told my dad he had a choice between Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi, I think he would just be like, oh, fucking fine, Joe Biden. Yeah. All right. Is this, this is what you're trying to do to me. You're trying to kill me inside. Because let me tell you what happens if, if President Pelosi gets into office. There's going to be a lot of executive orders on that 12 hour period. Yeah. while uh, We're figuring out what's happening. There will be some new Supreme Court justices by the end of business. But uh, you're also taking into account there, Corey. Yeah. That uh, he would allow any of that to happen. Well, I mean, you know, are we are we talking about the the gamesmanship of what actually happens here? Because I'm pretty sure uh, he doesn't have his commander in chief powers anymore. As soon as the the noon on the twentieth rolls around, that automatically becomes Pelosi. So, you know, if he's in his desk, like clutching onto the couch, going like, "I won't go." Yeah. Then, you know, once it's 1201, Pelosi can just say, like, hey, can we get a couple army guys in there to just drag him out of this fucking place? Would they do that, though? I mean, if she's the president, there's not much you can really, you know, do you want to do you want to be court martialed because you uh, decided to take a stand on a completely legal command? Oh, all I'm saying is that uh, we discussed the many laws that make it illegal to use National Guard and other troops as police. And yet we continue to use. National Guard and other troops as police. Oh yeah, yeah. So... I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying it would be a great day for America. I'm just saying that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, there, there, there's worry that Trump will uh, try and figure out some sort of way to uh, uh, steal the election, steal his re-election. And I, I'm saying that if it comes down to some hope that he is going to win this in the the court of law. Uh, if it takes too long, which you're already at the disadvantage of, that's going to take a little while to count all these votes. Don't don't. No, don't election night is not the night. November third. Do not expect to find out no. who who the president is. No. It's probably going to take a week or two. Um, yeah, I I just can't imagine that. Uh, like, Trump really wants the I want to be dragged out of this fucking house thing going on. Like, so and he, I don't think Pelosi wants to do it either. But no. I think that at a certain point, like he can't just stay in there forever. So. I'm not that he is a student. There's going to be an Amon Bundy situation going on here. Not that he's a student of history, but I I will concede that uh, Stephen Miller probably is. And maybe a convenient uh, uh, fire in the Capitol (laughs) might eliminate the ability for Congress to meet. And then therefore emergency powers go to the president and uh, before they uh, before they before they march to the White House, Melania Trump has this big, elegant dinner that she serves to all the troops before they burn the White House down. And, uh, you know, uh, and then uh, <laughs> they blame the fire on some communists. And yeah. then uh, we invade Antifa, Canada. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we invade Canada because 
some guys dress up in Canadian army uh, uniforms and then go across the border and then start lobbing stones over the border and then we go in. Some of those some of those Antifa wearing wearing hockey uniforms, so they must be Canadian. So it's time to invade. There's no yep. there's no way Americans would do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, everybody laughs that uh, that's how uh, Hitler got emergency powers in Germany. Yeah. Burned down the Reichstag, which was the capital for Germany. And then he was like, oh, you guys don't have a place to meet. Okay, I'm going to take the emergency powers for just a few weeks until we can figure this out. And then it was 1945. <laughs> In the meantime, how far away is Warsaw? Yeah. I'm just curious. In the meantime, I, I, no, no, wait, not Warsaw. All right, first it was the Sudetenland and Czechoslovakia. Yeah, he was going right, yeah, to. Yeah. I don't know what the capital of Czechoslovakia is because now it's the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Um, yeah. Whatever it is, yeah, yeah, it was marched through Czechoslovakia. And then it was meet with the uh, peace in our time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it was Warsaw. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I forget there were other steps. There's a lot of things in between there. The fascism is fast marching, all right? It uh, takes time. All right. Well, talking about things that are fast marching, you know, you know where you can go to get all the quickest news, and by that I mean every Tuesday. What's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey to the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, for as long as TikTok remains a thing, before Trump throws that one out, too. That's, again, another story, just not enough time for this mm. one. Um, and uh, I have a new review for Palm Springs that will be up tonight. I just have to finish editing it and putting it on YouTube, and it'll be out to you. So go check that out, because... Uh, I feel like people aren't talking about that one as much. I mean, it, it, it was popular on like Twitter for the week after it was released, but yeah. uh, it, it was the highest selling film in the history of Sundance. And I feel like that used to used to mean fil- something. Filmmakers used to used to build their entire careers on. Well, I'm just going to sell this thing at Sundance for yeah. 17 million dollars. And this one actually happened. And yet it seems to not be like the like beacon of light for independent filmmakers. So if you're an aspiring filmmaker and you're interested in that sort of thing, go check it out. All right. And of course you can find more of me at Robert and Chico on all your, so- at Robert and Chico on all your social networks. Uh, I'll figure out which side is which before <laughs> we're done with this thing. Uh, you can find more information at robertandchic.com. We find links to the uh, blog and to the uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rob where the Everyman Movie Review will continue to post per week. All the way through the end of the year, so uh, enjoy that. Um, and the books, which are available on Amazon. Byron's books. And uh, we have some fun stuff coming with the Anthem, but uh, that may include audiobook versions of the books, so if you prefer audiobooks, look for that coming later on this year. Uh, and, of course, I would be bereft if I didn't say, uh, check out robcheekforpresident.com, uh, robcheekforpres on all your social networks, and uh, give a like, give a support for the, uh, for the campaign. We're bringing change, slowly but surely. Maybe. We'll see about that. We'll see. All right. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the Oh, the Anthem podcast, part of the Oh, the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Toodaloo.